0: Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Chrissy G, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Wednesday, November 29th, and we are reading from the big book page XXVIII, fourth paragraph after men and women drink essentially through three sentences ending with alcoholic life is the only normal one. Comments on all three sentences only. Today's readers are 12 Steps, Isabel F., 12 Traditions, Athena B. Big book readers are Carrie S., Dion R., Wendy M. The share ID for Tuesday, November 28th, 10 a.m., is 10,721. For Wednesday, November 29th, 7 a.m., it's 10,724. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive overeating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Just a reminder to please mute your phones. Star 1. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You big book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Isabel F. to read the 12
1: steps. Good morning, everyone. This is Isabel F., from Massachusetts, I recovered completely from it. From Massachusetts, one, we admitted to we our powerless over food that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that the power greater than ourselves could re- restore us to sanity. Three, made the decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood Him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God to ourselves Continue to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, thoughts for prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice with principles in all our affairs. Thank you. Thank you. I will now ask Athena B
0: to read the 12 traditions.
2: Good morning, everyone. This is Athena B recovering from Northern California. The 12 traditions. Number one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me be of service.
0: Thank you so much. How our meeting works Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share in what was read. Anyone can share We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to mute your phone in order to have a quiet meeting. Everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book on page X X V I I I. Fourth paragraph, starting with men and women drink essentially through three sentences ending in alcoholic life seems the only normal one. And I will now
3: ask Carrie S. to read. Thank you, Chrissy, for your service. Good morning, everybody. This is Carrie S., recovered in Golden, Colorado. Men and women drink essentially because they like the effect produced by alcohol. The sensation is so elusive that while they admit it is injurious, they cannot, after a time, differentiate the true from the false. To them, their alcoholic life seems the only normal one. And starting my time. So, very grateful to have been gifted. One of our foundational members who is a great historian and visionary um, taught me that this is a foundational cornerstone paragraph that I'm to look very closely at each of the words that jump off the page. And so effect for me, what it was like, the effect of taking that first bite, I got a numbness. Uh, that the food the food lied to me and would glaze my eyes over. I would be staring off into the ether, because the, my mind was so noisy. I wanted that effect. I wanted that hit, the buzz, the the high that I got from from the food, and the 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 effect was so elusive. I would it was difficult to catch. I couldn't chase it down. Even, you know, after a thousand bites, I couldn't get back those first seven, nine seconds of the numbness. I couldn't get it back. I would be then tossed into oblivion, like it says in Bill's story. So two bottles and oblivion. And then there was the four horsemen in my life, fear, bewilderment. I I just was gone. So the sensation of eating voraciously to the point of self injury of self harming, I, I couldn't ever get that euphoric state back. So I would stay stuck in the grave. I would be digging myself a grave with a fork and I can't outrun that. There's no way to out intellectualize that. I, I have to have perseverance. So what happened to me is I got to that state of being crushed. The pain was so crushing that I finally needed to concede to my innermost self that I couldn't keep on this vicious cycle that I needed to listen to the people on this line because I could hear in their voice, a connection. And for me, I was on the couch like a sloth, disconnected. So I, I continued to listen. And if you are out there and you are still being crushed by this disease, I had to set aside everything I thought I knew about myself, about this book, about my connection to a higher power so that I could begin anew and start fresh. So I found it a blessing that I was being so crushed by my disease. Now that I look back, it's that gift of desperation. So just in closing, I want to say, please keep coming back and keep on the lines, the firing lines of life. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much, Carrie.
0: And I will now open up the floor to shares. We are reading page XXVII, fourth paragraph, starting with men and women drink essentially through three sentences ending in alcoholic life seems the only normal one. And who would like to share?
4: Rodney R. R Carrie K.B.? Lia K D, Wendy
0: M. Okay, have I didn't get the first three because they were at the same time. I did get Carrie K B and Wendy, who was Gina before R. Gina, Gina R. R. Lia I have Carrie K B. I have Gina it's R. It's Carrie K B. Sherry K B. KB.
5: <laughs>
0: Roz G. G. Terry H. Terry
6: H. Yes. Leah T D.
0: Leah T Z.
7: And
0: Okay, let's Paula. stop there. Okay. It was that Paula? Oh.
7: That was Paula. <laughs> but that's your Hi right.
0: Paula D. Let me <laughs> put could. you there at the end.
7: Okay. I like being at the end. Get to listen. Thank you.
0: I hear you. Okay then. We have uh we're gonna go with Raz G, Terry H. Sherry KB, Gina R, Wendy, and Liat Z. Can we start, please, with Raj G?
8: Oh, thank you for putting me first because I'm on my way to work and I have to step in my work, so. There you go. Thank you. Okay, I'm Raj G, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. And I'd say, you know, I've been in Overeaters Anonymous a long time, but last year, last December 30th, I got very serious about the steps um, after having had listened and participated in vision for you meetings, and um, it's you know since December thirtieth of last year that I've really um, dedicated myself to practicing the step work. And as I mature in the steps, I see that um, <clears throat> there, are, there are feelings that I'm chasing. I mean there's, uh, there's, there, excuse me, there's the effectiveness the effect that I'm chasing, still. But I, I'm I'm getting a clearer head. You know, it takes a while to clear the head. It's not just cleared in a day or two. For me, it's wild. But, you know, anyway. So I'm seeing that I'm chasing an effect after work. After work and my, my students leave my classroom, I'm exhausted and I want to relax. And so, what do I do? I go to a particular food to relax. And it has, I have realized that once again, I'm chasing the effect of needing to relax and to get out of my head all the, the, the cuss words and the um, disrespect that my students uh, have towards life. And I wanna erase it with eating. So I'm really glad that we're back here because I'm real, I've realized that, uh-oh, there's another, there is another situation where I'm chasing the effect of, of numbness, relaxation, and forgetting that I have students. <laughs> so um, anyway, I'm really grateful for that. Um, so what I, what I plan to do and what I'm going to ask God for the strength to do is to pray after work, you know, when they leave my room to get on my knees, in my chair, in my classroom, and ask God to help me deal with those feelings. And that's just, you know, one instance. I'm grateful that the steps uh, cycle, that we're back here, so that I can look at another layer of maturity that I need to deal with or another, you know, another layer of, of my disease that I need to face. So I'm grateful for that. And with that, I pass. Thank you for letting me go first.
0: Thank you, Roz G. Okay, so we will have Terry H next, followed by Shari KB.
6: Hi everyone, my name is Terry H, uh, recovered compulsive overeater, bulimic anorexic in North Carolina. Very grateful today, it's a beautiful day. Uh, Men and women drink essentially because they like the effect produced by alcohol. To me, you know, I've learned that this is definitely the definition of a compulsive overeater. I you know this part where it says the sensation is so elusive that while we that while they admitted it in interest they could not after a time differentiate the truth from the false in my disease i I could not differentiate the truth from the false over and over and over. I would uh purge my guts out to the point where I would be in pain, and you know I would just continue to do it. I knew I was breaking down my body I knew I was hurting myself, I knew the damage it would, it could do to me, um, physically, um, but I just kept doing it because I was chasing that effect. That's what I went to because I couldn't deal with life and on life's terms. And, um, you know, I have an allergy to certain foods. When I eat those foods, I can't stop, I can't predict it. You know, that obsession of my mind, over and over and over, I put those foods down, my mind is still going. My mind is still going crazy, think, think, think processing, obsessing, you know, on my foods and my food's behavior. So I need some relief. I need that effect. I need some relief from that. And, you know, working these steps with my sponsor and going through that process and having a spiritual experience, that is the effect that I chase today. You know, I, my connection with my higher power, and I am so grateful for that. Um, the lies, the false, you know, that that my disease tells me um, was, just brought me down to, you know, the hopelessness, uh, desperation, despair, and, um, you know, now I can use my got my higher power and, and my knowledge to, you know, know what I need to do, to get some clarity and know what I need to do to um, deal with life on life's terms today, and I'm just really grateful for that. I wouldn't change it for the world. And with that, I pass.
0: Thank you so much, Terry H. We have Shari KB followed by Gina R.
9: Good morning, Christy. Good morning, everybody. This is Shari KB in Northern California, grateful, recovered, compulsive, a reader. Um, Thank you so much for your service, Christy, and everybody on the line. And welcome to Newcomers and I'm so glad that um, we're reading just these three sentences today because these are very powerful sentences. These are This is what um, is helping us to understand our disease and getting straight to the point that, you know, for me, you know, it, the effect that food gave me, certain foods, it was like a hit. It was like as if I was a meth addict and I was looking for that hit for that pleasure center because... Um, for me, I realized I was in such denial around being uncomfortable in my own skin because I used food like courage. Um, that's how I dealt in the world, and I had no idea that I was doing that all this time. So I needed something to fix that uncomfortableness, that feeling of not feeling uncomfortable in my own skin. And so certain foods did it for me. They were legal, but they were like drugs, just like heroin or whatever, meth, and and I didn't know because I was in such denial how injurious it actually was and I couldn't tell the truth from the false you know because um my disease wants to tell me it's okay and so this is this is like this is telling me the truth about who I am um if I'm a true compulsive overeater and that there are certain foods that I cannot take into my system because once I do I can't I know what they do for me but People only see what it does to me and I could only see what it did for me and I didn't realize how much it was wrecking my life. Um just just those things. Um and not even being able to tell the truth and also honestly be in denial. And I just I was so uncomfortable in my own skin not knowing that. Um, didn't it felt like my emotions would kill me. I couldn't have verbalized that to you, but that's what was going on and so i wanted that effect that hit that light light me up like a christmas tree type thing and that's what certain foods did and now i know that that kicks in the mental obsession as well and so without doing this work so now i get the hit off the steps now i get the hit that i was really looking for because i'm aligned my will with my higher power and I get that hit, and it goes. It just goes on and on and on, and it gets better and better and better instead of getting worse and worse and worse. And I'm just so grateful for that. To to read this, to read these particular sentences this way, because um, it helps me. I need. I'm an addict, so I need to hear this over and over and over again. And that's why a lot of times in this book things are repeated, because I need to hear it over and over and over again. And with that, I pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Sherry KB, and we have Gina r up followed by wendy
9: hey chrissy
10: g thank you so much for your service and everybody else on the line this is gina r gratefully recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body in green valley arizona um yes that sensation is so elusive that while they admit it is is injurious they cannot after a time differentiate the true from the false when i finally embraced this idea, there was still a piece that wasn't quite connecting for me. I got that um, the food um, was hurting me, but I had some difficulty for a while really understanding why I kept using it. And I get the, the allergy part now that I have a physical allergy and then the mental obsession, but... Another fellow who was very instrumental in my early recovery, he he told me how he saw his use of food, and he saw it as a performance-enhancing drug. It was a performance drug. And when he said that, it clicked for me because I wasn't always looking to numb out. Sometimes I needed this push, this, you know, Force to help me get through something um, where I needed to be alert and I needed to have um, intense focus. At least that's what I thought it was, and I know now the the true from the false. Now is what real intense focus and real intense feeling looks like, and that's when those substances are out of my system. My body is actually able to fully process all of the feelings, thoughts and emotions that I'm having and I can operate on a much higher frequency. So for me, it it wasn't just checking out with the food. I used it as a performance enhancer. It helped me get through all sorts of big projects in my work life. but then it started to break down when i realized that other aspects of my behavior were not optimal and they were deteriorating relationships i was creating havoc and damage so while the drug was working as a performance enhancer it was continuing to um, feed the injurious effects of my character defects and i was not Um, a well person and people did not want to be around me so I am really grateful and I echo what everybody else has said about just focusing on these three sentences and what Carrie said these are the foundational pieces for me thank you so much for being here and with that I pass thank you so much Gina R
0: we have Wendy up followed by Liat TZ Uh, yes good
4: morning Wendy M from recovered in Boulder Colorado Thank you all for your service, and I thank God for the absence I have this morning. What a gift. It's like two different worlds. Um, and I also wanted to focus on um, the effect produced by alcohol. And, um, you know, the I wasn't actually eating the Oreo. I was eating the Oreo cookie for those first eight seconds. Um, actually, I don't know why I was eating those Oreo cookies, because the truth is I had no power of choice. And... Um, I think it's so great here they say that they like the effect. I not only like the effect, I love the effect. And not only did I love the effect, I had no choice. I mean, I had to get that Oreo cookie in my system. There was no other way about it. I had no other solution. It had to go in. And, you know, as they say, it's not the cookie itself, it's the effect, right? It's the heroin, it's the effect, it's what it does in my body, in my system. Um, so, chasing the effect, and then there's the, I have to keep eating more and more and more to overcome the craving that's, that gets produced by that Oreo cookie. So, it's just that cycle. So, I, I love that they say they like it. I don't like it. I love it, and I have no choice. It has to be in my system. Um, and then the other thing here, differentiating the true from the false, you know, a big part of my disease, a big part of my life is fantasy thinking, is Um, the idea that my behavior has absolutely no consequences. That when I put these foods in my body, and I did for 50 years, really, 54 years, 52 years, whatever, Um, I put them in my body, um, but they won't have any consequences. So I was not living life on life's terms. And it wasn't just the Oreo cookies that had no consequences. My behavior as a compulsive eater. um, But also how I treated people, right? Because I'm looking for the effect. Everywhere you put the food down in this program, and you find out what you're eating over. And for me, I'm eating over um, the effect. What can I get from flirting with some guy while I'm married? What do I get from that? What's the effect? What's that? What am I chasing there? Um, you know, what about other people, places, and things that I'm using? You know, to this day, when I do a text, I have to stop and go, "What's my motive? Am I looking for an effect?" In this conversation with this person, what am I after? So, you know, it starts with the Oreo cookie, but we put that down, and then we find out. um, I see, at least in my in my case, I see what effect am I chasing with this person, place, or thing? Um, And I have to just come clean that I definitely am looking for an effect when I order a cappuccino in the afternoon. I have uh, like one cup of decaf, and that feels like God and I are good but later in the day it's like what am i what am i after you know what, what is just like extra fuel you know i'm trying to like run the show or um, see if i can get more stuff done so i'll drink coffee to get that effect and you know in my head i can say to myself well you know it's coffee it's unsweetened almond milk you're good to go right but that's insane because i'm really looking for an effect and the only way this program works is when we're honest open and willing I don't want to tell you guys that, but guess what? I have to tell you, you know, that look, look what pops up, you know, and it's interesting our food changes over time because we start seeing, oh, maybe I am using. Maybe that is. Even though it's abstinent, I may still so be changing in an effect. And I'm going to stop with that. Thank you so much for your uh, time and your service. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Wendy. I have Liat
11: Tz up with Paula D. Following. Good morning, everyone. Liati D from California. Thank you for everybody on the line. I'm just so grateful for this meeting. Um, I was thinking about, you know, while they admit it injurious, they can't differentiate the truth from the false, and for me, I remember the first 12 years in OA, I just kept eating and I I didn't understand really the nature of the disease and all that and I remember being in a meeting it was this beautiful young blonde skinny lady that was got up and she had stains on her clothes and she said that she just came back from a binge with chocolate and she pointed at the stains and she said this is look at me you know and she was very hurt I remember people laughing and I was tearing I thought this is, I could, I, I, I know where she's been. You know, the pain of, it's not funny, you know, it's like an alcoholic getting up and sharing that he just came out of a drunk, you know, and, and how many years, I, I, I just didn't understand that this is hurting me and I really didn't feel it. And the longer I am clean and away from those bites and this behavior, the clearer it is to me how sick I was how sick I was, and how I was chasing that effect. You know, I was reading the other day about Dr. Silkworth, this sweet little doctor, you know, in a time where there was not specialization in alcoholism. He actually created the specialization. He loved the alcoholic. He fell in love with that group of people, you know, that he observed and he saw that they're sweet people, but they lack the power. And he had a meeting with Lewis. Uh, is uh, Bill's wife. I hope I'm pronouncing it right. But he told her, you know, Bill, cro- he used to be, um, uh, what did he say? He said that uh, he had a bad habit, and that bad habit turned into obsession. And I'm sure at some point in my childhood, because I remember playing as a little girl and doing other things, but I did go to the food. You know, I had some bad habit, but it turned into obsession. And once that obsession took over, I had no choice and I had no power. There was no way that I could stop after the first bite. And I had no choice in my with the allergy in my body physically. I had no choice with my mind because it was telling me lies that I believe, and crowded any any uh, sane thoughts. And I had no choice with my will, you know, because my ego was running the show and I pushed anything higher than me. So, the only thing that I found, and I'm so grateful that this program offers is you know i have I had to push at some point when I realized and drive with full force um, you know the search for a power greater than me, which I was lacking, and I do it every day i mean, I can see myself looking for for power for ego in anywhere all the time, and I need to push it out and and Bring in God. I love you all. El pass.
0: Thank you, TZ Paula D., you're up.
7: And thank you, and thank you for your service today, Christy. Much appreciated. Uh, This would be Paula D., uh, currently in New Hampshire, recovered by and with the grace of God. And, you know, when I first heard this, I said, oh, wait, they didn't read enough. They read just enough. They read just enough. And I thank you to the reader. Sometimes I often listen and I heard, but I did not. Not to the level that had to be heard. Men and women drink, essentially because they like the effect. It was more than like the effect. I needed the effect. I wanted the effect. There was nothing to me to fight with. Produced by. And you know it goes on. And I, I know I'm reading the words as they're written, but something deeper. The sensation is so elusive. What's elusive? Baffling. Hard to grasp mentally. I couldn't grasp it. Like, why do I do this? They just said that if you continue on this path, you're going to be a diabetic. That was at 50. 50 is nifty. And I became a diabetic. No one in my family a diabetic. Then it goes on. Hard to grasp. Then they said, listen, we're going to have to give you a steroid shot. Whatever you do, don't overeat, because the steroids are going to make your blood sugar crazy anyway. Do I need to tell you what I did? I don't think so. Because here you are my fellow travelers. I don't bring any shame here. I tell you my history, where I was. They cannot, after time, differentiate the true from the false, not only above food, about the relationships, about people. Oh, I was just trying to help them. No, I wasn't. There was my ego there. Oh, so I stole a candy bar. Really? Really? Come on. Look at how many candy bars are sitting there. My own morals? My own morals? True from false? To them, their alcoholic life seems the only normal one. To me, it seemed totally normal until it passed, and I looked back. It wasn't. But where I am today, a new normal, maybe the normal I was meant to be, not in the alcoholic life or compulsive eating or wherever my disease took me, the, you know, I don't a drug, a drink, a bite, pretty much all the same. So today, as I end my time, that was given to me with much appreciation that extends to the life that I've been given to live in recovery, to be there for the 96-year-old mom, to be there for the great-grandchild who would know. Hmm. So I say thank you, and I pass with that.
0: Thank you so much, Paula D. We're going to open up our sharing now with, um, the reading from page XXVIII, fourth paragraph. All three sentences, started with men and women drink essentially through. Alcoholic life seems the only normal one. And who would like to begin the sharing? Millie D. Millie Donna D. D. Donna W. Donna W. Donna W. O. Marcy D. D. Marcy D. Jennifer yeah. P. Jennifer P.
5: Or Kathleen O.
0: Barbara O. Barbara E. E.
5: Rita Ever.
0: Is that Riva? Rita S. Rita S. is in Sam? Yeah. I have Millie, Donna, Marcy, Jennifer, Barbara, and Rita. Anyone else? Stephanie M. Stephanie M.
12: Faye H.
0: Faye Susan H. Darlene D. Let's stop Susan with D. Susan. Let's stop with Susan and see if we get through, and then you can share um, if we have time left. The rest. Okay, we're going to start with Millie and then we're going to go to Donna W. Millie, what
13: is the first initial of your last name? D is in dog. Okay. Good morning. I'm um, Millie D from uh, San Diego, right outside San Diego. It, can I be heard? I can be yes, heard. You okay. Can. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And would you please time me? I don't have a timer set. Sure. Um, these paragraphs changed my life. I had been on a wicked relapse, and um, God brought me back into the program, which I'll go into another time. But I was at a ma- marathon meeting that we have here um on certain holidays on a Labor Day weekend and someone got up to the podium and started talking about about um the phenomenon of craving. That they passed through the well known stages of a spree emerging remorseful with a firm resolution not to drink again and this is repeated over and over unless this person can experience an entire psychic change there as little hope of his recovery. I burst into tears because that is exactly what I did every night I would come home I would get my son to bed I would get in my easy chair I would first I'd go to the freezer I'd get out what I needed and um, I'd go to my easy chair and I'd sit there and I'd go oh I deflate this is so good I'd say to myself and it was, if that wasn't the effect, I don't know what what, what was. It was, uh, you know, and I had been a heavy drinker. I had been a heavy drug user. I walked right away from all of that stuff. It was food that I got my effect from. And it, and it, why it, was, it was elusive. I would see my sisters, my two sisters, little tiny things. They could eat what I call crappy food. I call it more than that but I'll say that on the line. And and they didn't Just get that. Did. Oh jeez. Okay. I better get get going here. So the thing that got me that got me really going in this program is that unless there's experience an entire psychic change there's very little hope of his recovery. That gave me the courage to go to any lengths to get that psychic change. And so this has changed my life and I apologize if I went over I will pass
0: no apology needed thank you so much billy d we're we have a lot of people to share and not so much time so if we could cut it down to two minutes that was two minutes okay we have donna w followed by marcy d please
12: hi donna w here in palo Alto, california gratefully recovered compulsive eater recovered for today depending on my spiritual condition my fit spiritual condition and um You know, my whole life, I only looked at what the food did for me, you know. I never, ever saw the consequences because I was in full flight from reality. I did not know what what reality was. So I'd eat all day, and then I just, like, it was just so confusing. Like, how did my clothes get tight? How did I gain weight? I just could not make the connection. And, um, you know, what I've been learning since I've been doing a more intensive big book study is, You know, that food gives me ease and comfort. And as Harlan says, like six seconds, eight seconds, it's like, oh, I can just kind of numb out. And then, you know, very quickly the self-loathing comes in and very quickly the allergy of the body kicks in. And then I keep going and and the remorse and all that comes in. And, you know, I'm really learning how this program is about giving me the effect that I'm really seeking, which is the ease and comfort, which is the peace of mind. Um, So I'm so grateful to be in the solution today. I want to turn over that I'm recovering from a surgery so I can do gentle walking in the morning and the miracle is I get to be on the call on the line every morning and dive into program and I'm not using food, you know, because I've been very uncomfortable and um, it's just a a miracle. So thank you all for being part of my life today and um, part of my recovery and I pass. Thank you. Thank you so
0: much, Donna W. Marcy D. followed by Jennifer P, please.
14: Hi, um, this is Marcy D from Northern California. I'm a recovering compulsive overeater and I hope soon I hope at some point to legitimately say that I'm recovered. I'm definitely on the road to being recovered, for which I'm completely grateful ever since I started listening to vision about seven weeks ago um, after terrible, terrible relapse. And I, I have always eaten to get the effect of not having a feeling that I didn't want to have. You know, I didn't have to feel my discomfort. And since I've been a compulsive eater since I'm four years old, and I'm 78 this month. Um, That's a lot of years, and I didn't know how to get comfort. And so food was a really good solution for me then, and I didn't know any other way out. And through the help of my higher power and people in this program, I've learned how to feel my feelings and to realize that they will pass. Whatever discomfort I'm in, it will pass. And so, yes, I still feel lonely, particularly at night, actually only at night. And I sit there and I just feel lonely. And because I'm far enough away from the food right now, I don't have to turn to that food to get rid of my feelings. You know, I mean, it's not like those feelings feel good, but they're me and they're true and they're real. And thank you so much, everyone. And I'll pass.
0: Thank you, Marcy D. Jennifer P., you're up and following is Barbara E. Hi, this
15: is Jennifer P. in New Jersey. Thank you for your service and everyone for their service today. Um, I just wanted to share, I so identify with these sentences. Um, you know, this is like, this is me. I'm someone who, I know that, that it's going to hurt me uh, if I pick up the food, you know, but I, my mind tells me, it can, you know, the lie, the false. To eat this, this this food, it's going to make me feel better, or it's going to make me feel nothing. It's going to make me not feel. Is really what it says when when it, when that happens. When that false thinking, when that mental blank spot comes, you know, it's that negative. It's it's that's what the effect is. It's a it's the mental blank spot. Um, it's not like let's go have a positive feeling. It's like let's just go have no feeling. Um, it's what the injury is, but it's. it's if that's the injurious feeling. Um, but, I, you know, I can't describe it in the moment. That's how it's elusive. Um, and I can't tell the truth from the false. But what I'm learning to do is to build a stronger relationship, That's a, a relationship with a higher power, with God, that's stronger that, than this mind of my own. And that's where the recovery is coming in in a way that never did before. Because um, I can't, my mind cannot overcome this, this disease thinking. It, it never will, no matter what I try it with, to, to beat it with. It never will. Um, it just, it's just impossible. The only thing that can overcome it is, is an entire psychic change, which can only come from this higher power. But it's still a slow process. And it doesn't always happen, but it does happen more and more, and in ways that you know I see it happening in different ways, and then that's an amazing thing, and I'm just grateful for that. And thanks, I pass.
0: Thank you so much, Jennifer P. Barbara E. You're up, followed by Rita S.
16: Okay, hi, this is Barbara E. in New Jersey, and you've given me all, pardon the words, so much food before. I was born a compulsive overeater. As a child, I was running back and forth to the dining room where a a big can of salty floury products were were stored. I didn't have a care in the world, but I wanted to eat more and more and more. But as you talked, as I listened to you before, I said, yes, I did think as I got older, that it would calm me down, it would moderate my feelings of loneliness. It would enhance my performance. It would give me that sense of, ah, I can relax after I got home from a day of teaching. Yes, ah. So it changed over time. It became the effect as well as the birth compulsiveness. And it allowed me to gain and lose hundreds of pounds nine times, over 100 each of the nine times, until I finally stumbled into OA and just gave up and said, yes, I am that cucumber that turns into a pickle. I can never be that cucumber again. I'm compulsive. When I'm emotional or more calming, I eat. When I'm feeling really good, I eat. That's my nature. Just like a snake is coiled up, stripe, That's my nature. Thank you so much. I
12: think. Thank you
0: so much. We had. Barbara, that's uh, Rita S. up next, followed by Stephanie M. If you could just take a minute. We're running out of time. Thank you.
5: Hi, this is Rita S. calling from um, Northern California, recovered, compulsive overeater. Um, I just wanted, uh, there's not a whole lot I can add, I don't think, to what everyone else has said, but I did want to mention that um, when I went through the doctor's opinion the first time, um, I was still in the food. I hadn't quite put it down yet. And so that paragraph, um, I read it and I, I read it but I didn't really uh, it didn't really sink in. And now having been through the steps, gone through the big book and now coming back around, it means so much more to me. Um I I just read um, this just this morning. I read one of the the stories in the back of the book, "Physician Heal Thyself," on page three hundred one, and it's about a physician who's very high functioning, um, didn't have a lot of the ill effects from of alcoholic drinking. And I felt like that was, you know, a a problem for me identifying in early on because, you know, I have a good job. I was, you know, I have kids and. Uh, I was kind of deluding myself into, into thinking like everything is great, you know, because I'm not, you know, I wasn't like a a big quantities eater, you know, binging and whatnot. So I couldn't quite identify in in the beginning, but but now having been through it and gone through my steps and seeing my um, really the effect that my eating has um, has caused in my life. I get that thing now where well, that, that effect that I had been chasing my whole life wasn't after big emotional upheaval. It had to do with just the little, everyday, nagging emotions that um, affect, you know, that, that are in my life that come up for me. And I just wanted to normalize my emotions. I just wanted. I didn't want I, I, I didn't want it. The lows. And that's what that food, the effect was doing for me. So, anyway, thank you very much. And I passed. Thank
0: you so much. Now we have our last share will have to be Stephanie M., Faye H., and Susan B. I'm sorry we ran out of time, but just call someone if you'd like to share. I'm available to speak. Chrissy G., you could look me up. Uh, we have Stephanie M.
9: Hi, thank you. This is
3: Stephanie N., recovered in Kansas. Thank you, Chrissy. Um, his alcoholic life seems the only normal one. there was nothing normal about my alcoholic life. Um, I would spend two or three hours a day exercising even uh, when I was pregnant. Um, I would hide food, enrage at my family if they did something I didn't want them to do. I had to be in control. Um, I was just absolutely terrified of losing control. And I have found that the true freedom came when I gave up my control and I started to trust my higher power. With that, I pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much. And we now going to close with page one sixty-four. And I'm going to ask Dion R to to read. Dion R, are you available?
17: Hello. Hi. This is Dion R. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask God, I mean, ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answer will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right. And great things will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the the road of happiness. May God bless you and keep you until then.